This is an AI Group podcast. Welcome to this AI Group podcast. Today, we're talking to Michael Duncan, who's Strengthening Business Facilitator with the Entrepreneurs Program that this AI Group is involved with, and also to Sally Jones, who's from Gippsland, Jersey. Now, Gippsland, Jersey is, is one of those startups, if you like, that's uh, had a interesting history over the last few years, and it reached a point where they needed to reach out to the Strengthening uh, Business Program. But before jumping to that, Sally, can you just give us a little bit of where did you start? Where did you where did you get this business started in uh, 2016? What's the story there? It was never intended. Um, we we are uh, for myself. I grew up on a dairy farm in Lake Centrance, where we my parents value added to their milk that they were producing and turned that into ice cream, and then we had ice cream shops. So I guess uh, it's always been in my blood and I have always loved the industry, but I thought that once I'd sort of finished school and moved to Melbourne that I was very much done and um, ready to move on with life um, beyond dairy. But life has a funny way of bringing you back to your roots. And um, I guess the quick version is that uh, personal tragedy had happened in my family where my dad Um, died um, really sadly and a couple of weeks after that the dairy crisis happened and I am part of the Warrigal Farmers Market which is a real heartbeat of our community and people wanted to support local and buy milk that I guess was profiting the local dairy farmers. So with all of that in my mind and a lot of grief I teamed up with a a local dairy farmer whose name is Steve Ronalds. Steve Ronalds, yes. Yes, and he had lost a lot of money through the crisis and he had an idea that he wanted to value-add to his milk that he was producing. So what what was the difference for your product that got it step up, gave it a step up? So we launched a couple of uh, months after the dairy crisis and people, I guess the general public, were very much... I had an appetite for wanting to support local. And the difference that we had was that we have three pillars to our brand. One, that farmers must be paid a fair price. The second one is a commitment to mental health and to, I guess, really smash that stigma that's very much ingrained still within regional areas, especially in men. And uh, I guess it's around suicide prevention. And then the third one is around kindness. So everything we do in our business, it's always, you know, we're not going to be pricks about this. We're going to try and do this in a, in a nice way. Um, the world has enough ugliness going around in it. So that's essentially who we are and why we do what we do. And we had no idea what that was going to look like when we launched. We started... Um, we launched at the farmer's market. We sold 2,000 litres of milk. That was, I think we had a minimum of 5,000 litres to get processed. We were contract packing. And we sold 2,000 litres at the farmer's market in a couple of hours. And then we had a couple of other stalls that took us on and we are just running it by the seat of our pants. So what did the growth trajectory look like from there? Because it's been uh, nearly five years now. Yeah, well, we've had an an amazing trajectory. It's been seventy percent year uh, month on month since we started. Seven zero. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been crazy. So it's been 
just hold on for the ride and um, just, I guess, trying to sort of keep up and we've gone through this infancy, infancy stage of this little brand and then trying to, you know, we, we got kicked out of our processing facility and we had to find another place to go so we didn't have any equity or, um, you know, credits with the bank so we had to crowdfund so we raised $110,000 by asking people to pre-purchase bottles of milk which was the thing that got my dad's old milk factory out of the mothballs and back operating so it's been an incredible story and for me very heartfelt because um, you know I guess I've poured all my grief into this brand and if you ask me to recreate this again, I wouldn't not have the energy or the emotional <laughs> ability okay. to do it. But, but, in the middle of, but in the middle of all that, then came the bushfires. Yeah, well, and that's the story. So we we were um, a couple of days off getting our license from Dairy Food Safe to open the factory, which was meant to happen on the third of January, but because of the bushfires, uh, all of that got pushed back and delayed. So we had. Staff that were ready to go were already paying a production manager. We had finances on stainless steel and everything just got delayed because of the bushfires and, and, you know, government agencies not being able to visit down where we were, which was sort of in that eye of the fire. Okay. And I think it's a good point here to bring Michael in, Michael Duncan, the Strengthening Business Facilitator, and that Strengthening Business Program was designed to help businesses in that post-bushfire situation, but also the Entrepreneurs Program to help businesses that are starting up to try and grow more. So what did you find when you came into the business, Michael, and identified how you can help? Yeah, so I started working, I think Gippsland Jersey was probably one of the very first businesses to join Strengthening Business, and I'd already known Sally and Steve um, for a while and followed their journey. I don't think many people in Gippsland um, we're getting around without knowing about Gippsland Jersey and some of the great things they're doing for the farming community. So I reached out to Sally and, and just asked a question on how they're going, uh, which led to them signing in to Strengthening Business. Um, the way the program was set up, so I guess, again, the, the short version of it is the federal government's ran the Entrepreneurs Program, which has been very successful for quite a while. And in response to the fires, um, I think, they, they wanted to do something to support the smaller businesses that that are in these regional areas. Um, when you go to somewhere like Lakes Entrance, there's not a whole lot of businesses that are eligible for the Entrepreneurs Program, I guess, due to um, revenue and, and some of the other eligibility criteria. So strengthening business stripped a lot of that away and provided they were, they were an operational business located in a bushfire-affected LGA, um, they were able to get our support and assistance. And the strengthening business program mirrors that of the entrepreneurs program in most ways. So um, Sally and Steve were able to sign up to that program and I've been working with them now for probably 10 months. Um, oh, right. Yeah. And you came in, you came in and you got Sally and Steve there and you're, you're looking at the roles they've got and how they've changed since they've gone from almost nothing to growing 70% each month. What, what, what sort of issues did you identify there? Yeah. So the, um, Early on, you look at a company like Gippsland Jersey, it hasn't been around for a long time. Um, and Sally used the word startup, and it was a startup, and it probably still is a startup. And 
Um, so much of the business hinges on, I guess, Sally's energy and Steve's energy to to make the wheel go round. And at some point, you know, we had to recognise that for this business to stand on its own two feet, it needed less reliance on the on these two, and it needed to have a team around it that could do some of these things. And I guess one of the really early conversations that I had was, you know, Sally, when was the last time you had a holiday? or even a day where you didn't have to answer your phone, look at your phone, uh, respond to emails or customer inquiries. And it had been pretty much since day minus one of Gippsland Jersey. So, But you're also uh, describing dairy farmers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> have, the, the cows can't wait, can they? They can't, no. And look, with this um, program, one of the very first things I recall doing is we sat in a cafe and – blank piece of paper for each of Sally and Steve and we designed what their ideal jobs would look like. So okay. you know, maybe you can tell us, maybe Sally can tell us what how yeah. the ideal jobs shaped out. Oh, I, I can't remember. I mean, I remember that meeting very well because I thought, oh, I've just got all this stuff off my chest. <laughs> One of the things that I wanted to do was not to have everything in my head. So I needed systems put in place. So I needed a team but I didn't know how that team would look and I didn't really know how to do it. And so I guess we identified that the first thing we needed was a CRM because, you know, all of these customers that I made contact with, had conversations with, were now on in notebooks or in my head or on my phone. So we needed a centralised location for all of this to live and then to bring people in to help build that database and to manage the database and to use the database and um, essentially, you know, to be able to give our reports and, and, and be a sophisticated business. And you had to upskill yourself. I don't know if you want to add into that, Michael. How did you go about moving from someone who may not have dealt with a CRM before to having all these digital skills? Yeah, so just, just quickly going back to that conversation, one of the key points that we were discussing in there because Sally spreads across the marketing role, the sales role, and part of the conversation was let's put on a salesperson. And I said, well, what's your pipeline look like? Well, I've got <laughs> messages in, in Instagram and Facebook, <laughs> inbox and text messages, so there's no pipeline. So so we couldn't we couldn't make a decision if we needed to fill the pipeline, i.e. needed a marketing person, or if we needed a salesperson because we had all this business in the pipeline and we couldn't find a way to sell it. So yeah. the first step, um, as Sally's identified, was getting a CRM in place. And at the time, uh, we engaged with the digital team as part of the Strengthening Business Program. So the work that I'm doing, there's a team um, set up specifically to work on digital um, improvements within a business. So we engaged Deloitte, who were working on that. Um, they came in and made some recommendations. We, we plotted out the customer journey and made some recommendations about CRMs and other integrated systems that could be the one source of truth um, in Sally's business, um, Sally and Steve's business. And that that really allows other people to come in and play the game um, without having to constantly ring and call and, and chase information. So they implemented a CRM. Um, there was a consultant um, that's helped do that work. And as a result, uh, there's been further uh, recommendations implemented around getting a digital marketing team in place. So there's a little team of Gippsland Jersey people now who uh, manage the data and then use the data 
to market and I guess communicate with clients. That's fantastic. And Sally, I can't imagine that you would have thought I must call Deloitte to help me out. It would have happened before this program came online. Being in this program has opened up so many doors and allowed us to have opportunities that just simply we wouldn't have. And we're so grateful, you know, Michael has been an amazing um, concierge of, of, you know, facilitating all of these things. So, no, we would never have been able to have that fabulous um, insight and, and recommendations from Deloitte. And then Deloitte have then recommended their people and, you know, it's so forth and so on. But, yeah, I feel really positive and really confident with the team and the, and the way that it's progressing. Okay. And you've been able to divide up, just going back to the role question, you're, you're focusing on this marketing and making sure the customers are connected. And uh, what's Steve doing? What's the, has he got a clearer role? Yeah, well, Steve's very much on the front line in the processing side of it in the factory. And we are now sort of, I guess, identifying there's there's projects that will be going through the strengthening business program to move us forward in that space as well because we've estimated that by the time the end of 2022 comes around we will have outgrown that little factory in lakes entrance so now it's like what does that next step look like and so you're involved in that planning too michael yeah so i guess with steve um in that same conversation we started designing jobs. He was filling the role of production manager, um, certainly not his dream job or where he wanted to go, but um, he's a jack of all trades that just gets in and rolls his sleeves up and does anything. He could be equally as good running the company as being in charge of business development or the production side of things. So um, purely due to, to location and, and um, family, Steve knew that, his time as the production manager was going to be limited. Um, so replacing that role has also been a key part of uh, the strength or strengthening business program and the recommendations that um, we set for Gippsland Jersey. Great. It's a, I mean, it's an amazing growth story, amazing personal growth story as well all at the same time. Uh, anything you'd like to conclude with before we wrap up? Michael? Do we want to just talk about, I guess, the next steps and how we're, we're navigating that? Good call. Yeah, so do you want me to kick off? Mm. So as Sally said, the growth of the, the company is, has been really strong um, for quite a while. Um, they found their, their way into a lot of cafes and restaurants, uh, but they're also in both Coles and Woolworths now, um, and the following from Metro people to wanting to gravitate towards this brand has been astounding um, and it's moved beyond milk to a range of other dairy products and as mentioned it's going to outgrow the factory uh, within the next 18 months uh, so some of the work we've been doing recently um, has been i guess me in some ways leaning on some of the government connections we've got and independent consultants who can assist in identifying the right space to set up a factory and navigate through the process of what do we need to have in place to have those conversations to legal as well and community consultation and environmental yeah all of those little bits and pieces so um i guess i've made a few introductions to sally and sally and steve have gone ahead and and 
kept that ball rolling. So it's going to be interesting to see where that takes us over the next little while. And this this particular, you know, us being a client of Michael's, you know, it's probably a larger <laughs> job than some of the other businesses that he's working with and we just really value and appreciate the fact that we can pick up the phone at any time and call Michael and he's available and um, happy to match our energy. I think that's what you said at the start was to say, you know what, I'm here to help you as much or as little as you need me. And so it's having a resource in our business um, that we don't have to pay for, but he just, it's a wealth of information and it just, it's an incredible thing for us. Yeah, Michael reckons that most of his business now is coming from referrals from you. Is that right? (laughs) The proof is in the pudding. So if he's that good, we we must share it um, with our friends that are in East Gippsland that could really value with um, his expertise. And, you know, there are so many businesses in East Gippsland that I guess need this, need, need support, but they're hesitant or wary of signing themselves up just because they don't know what it is or, you know, they may not see the value for themselves. But I think the advantage that I have as as a as a peer with them doing business, they they will they will take my recommend you know, it's a bit easier than Michael picking up the phone and saying, Hi, I'm from this program. Do you want to sign up? Like some tally salesman. It's much better to get it from someone else that's has an a lived experience of it. You've you've obviously got a school for marketing there and keep on going marketing, marketing Michael as well, which is great. But just, Michael, we might wrap up. Um, Contacts. Now, anyone listening to this that needs to get in touch with you or the program, who should they call or email? Uh, So rather than just giving my own details, I think the best way to go is if you jump on the Strengthening Business um, page. So if you just Google Strengthening Business, you'll find it. It's got all the details and eligibility criteria. You can apply online. It's um, it'll take you 15 minutes. Um, there's not a whole lot of information you need. Um, reach out to me if need be. Um, my details are on the AI Group uh, website. And so just yeah, Google for me and you'll find me. And I'm more than happy to have that conversation and, and see where we go. And the Entrepreneurs Program, the contacts for that? Uh, would be the same. Same. Okay. Okay. Have a look at the Entrepreneurs Program, Strengthening Facilitating Business Program. And look, thanks to Kippsland Jersey, Sally Jones, and thanks to thanks to Michael. Um, I'm Tony Melville, Head of Corporate Affairs at AI Group, and that's all for now. Talk next time. <laughs>